0: Hey, dude there we are that's live oh man hanging in there bro just been uh i've uh, been slammed getting this uh you know getting the show off the ground for for jason london and myself it's uh it's been a bit of a grind but uh it's happening
1: excellent what was what it you doing
0: uh we're, we're doing a uh, a pilot uh it's being produced by a company called gas money pictures and uh they they primarily are animation company but they've been branching out to do live live action stuff so uh uh, were one of their first projects that they picked up, and we're just we're just shooting a pilot for now, and then we will uh, we'll you know, we'll we'll, we'll get it edited, get it ready, and uh, and shop it for uh, for series early next year.
1: Nice. Who are you gonna shop it to? What sort of networks are you looking at?
0: Well, uh, you know, because of the content, it's you know, it's gonna have to be kind of a Netflix, Star, Showtime, HBO, Amazon, something like that. It's it's yeah. not really for uh for for the mainstream, I don't think. Not with uh uh not the content is 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 bad it's just you know the freedom of to be able to use certain curse words uh, <laughs> is, is probably really what it is making you know just just so so that it's uh, it's it's a believable world that uh, that that yeah. we've created you know
1: absolutely a bit like um a bit like the language you can find in uh, in Amazon's the boys that's quite um
0: i haven't seen it yet but i can imagine
1: yeah, no, you really should see it because it's it's really good. <laughs> it's really really good. Very um, nice. Very anti-hero. Very anti-hero, which is good.
0: Yeah, that's that's a lot what this is like. It's it's kind of it's kind of anti-hero as well. The this series uh, uh, but with but with a you know a, a decent spine to it. You know, you 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 want to support the anti-heroes in their quest uh, to solve. Uh, you know, to solve the the disappearance or possible murder of their mother, you know, from years before.
1: Nice. That sounds awesome. That sounds yeah. awesome. That really does. You look Thanks, like man. you you look like you have got awesome weather there in Mississippi. That looks amazing. It's been,
0: it's been killer. I mean, I can't. You know, I can't complain one bit. Really. I mean, the the hurricanes that have blown through have have missed us uh, both times. And, um, and you know, in generally speaking this time of year, when it starts to cool off, it gets real sweet. You get some, great. Breezes. I mean, we're only five minutes from the beach here. So you get a nice, uh, even though I'm surrounded by trees around here, uh, you, you, still get a really nice, and then way back there, there's a pond back there behind that uh, shed, no. but, uh, <laughs> but you get, uh, uh, really nice ocean breezes that blow in and, uh, and the beach is, is, is really, is really pretty around here as well. White sand beach is really nice.
1: Nice. That's amazing. I'm not jealous one bit. I'll, I, I would show you what it's like <laughs> here, but it's pitch black. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's 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 10 p.m. here, so it's it's dark. It's 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 raining. It's cold. It's
0: yeah, cold. yeah. I figured as much. It's not
1: great. It's not great. Um, <laughs> so can can I talk? Can we talk about Stargate? Sure, of course, whatever you want because to. Because I am an absolutely huge Stargate fan, and obviously you you played uh, Jonas Quinn for a season and a half, roughly. Roughly, yeah. yeah roughly a season and a <laughs> half. And um, yes. how how was that whole experience? Because that was quite a quite a big show. Well, it was over here anyway. I'm not sure what it was like in the in the states, but it was quite a big show. And obviously to come in and sort of take that. Daniel Jackson Michael Shanks role after he sort of left for a bit that must have been really sort of tough uh
0: you know I I I think it would have been tough had um had the cast and the crew and the the production team uh and the producers and the writers had they not been had had they not been so so friendly and uh and welcoming and It probably would have been a little tougher then, but it was really, uh, uh, they all came in with with such uh, uh, great attitudes and really welcoming. And and it it made the transition onto the show really, really quite easy, I have to say. And uh, and I have to say that the, also I have to say that the writers, uh, I think they did a, a nice job of massaging the character of Jonas into the main cast. Without just shoving him down people's throats right off, right right out of the gate on, you know, episode one of season six. You know, it, it, they, they gave a couple of episodes where he had to prove that he was worthy of joining the SG team. And uh, and I think that that was a, a really smart move on, on their part as well.
1: Yeah, because you, you, you kind of had a, a little sort of teaser towards the end of season five, didn't you? When when the team go through the gate to, to Landara, to Kelowna. Um, yeah. It, I'm, I'm such a geek. <laughs> I remember that. I remember it. Um, yeah, I say I, I, I love Stargate, and yeah, so it was kind of like a, a little teaser there, and then, like you say, massaged into into season six, and then sort of massaged out, sort of season. Four. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wouldn't. That was that. It wasn't as much of a of a massage as as, as the entry. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't as kind on the way out as it was yeah. But but no. How how did you find joining a big show? I know obviously the the, the the cast was great, but how did you find sort of getting into to to doing the 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 lines, the the scenery, sort of just getting involved in it all how how did you find all of that because it's quite an action-packed there's a lot going on in each of the episodes and, and sort of yeah. everything going on how how was that sort of transitioning into that you know um uh, I you know I guess I guess
0: in reality I really hadn't done much a whole lot of action adventure previous to Stargate uh, uh I would say that from the the last season of episode five that I did, and then then transitioning on the show as a series regular in six, I, I did spend a huge amount of time in the gym and uh, and put on so much weight that I had to buy an entire new wardrobe. Not not weight in terms of of heavy weight, but just you know, putting on muscle mass and all of that. I mean, you know, I have never been uh, that big in my life, nor nor have I been that big again. Uh, I, it's not, it's not that I've ever, I've ever really wanted to be like a big buff dude. That's not really my, I don't know. It's just, it's fine either way for me, but it's not something that I strive for, uh, in regular everyday life. So, uh, but, uh, but I knew that working with the likes of, of, uh, of chris judge of course, and then uh r d a uh richard dean anderson he's he's a very tall person as well i like, i think he must be six three or something i i don't know he's wow. maybe even six four uh and um and then uh, the, you know, so I mean, yeah, you, you had a, you had a bigger cast. I mean, you know, even Amanda Tapping is like is like five eleven. You know what I mean? I'm like, I barely, I barely have like a quarter inch taller on her. You know, so uh, when I was working around them, I was like, if I'm if you know if I if I'm going to stand out, if I'm going to at least hold my place within the frame, I have to get bigger. Plus, I also need to get bigger so that it's it's more believable from an I guess an action adventure standpoint. And I didn't know how much. Uh, h- how much heroics they were going to write um, in for Jonas, even though yeah. you know and i, I think they, I think they balanced it out quite right. you know Jonas wasn't supposed to be the you know it's the the, the mustily hero type uh, more the brainiac hero type and uh, and really they gave i think they gave uh, Michael shanks a, a, a quite a bit more of the action adventure type of, of heroics uh, which which I think is was was was, was necessary. Yeah um I don't think it was as necessary for my character. Uh so uh, I loved it. I mean the, the sets that they built um the the level of of production that we that we did on many of the episodes was extraordinary. We did some gigantic episodes that were way beyond the scope of what I was expecting to be involved in and uh when I when I did get back uh, to to get a chance to go back and watch a lot of the previous episodes from the previous seasons I was really also quite blown away with the production design that, that was put into it the amount of detail that were that was put into it just extraordinary really exceptional show to work on
1: yeah because it's it, there is so much going on in all the episodes and you can tell that the the, that the writers and the directors they really put a lot of thought and effort into what sort of message they're trying to get across and how they're moving the story along. And it's, it's great that every season has its own sort of overarching story as such, and the smaller ones sort of take chunks out of it.
0: Yes, um, certainly, certainly.
1: I, I, I've got to ask, what, what was it like seeing the, the, the big Stargate? Because I've, I've only ever seen replicas. I've never actually seen one. It must have been huge.
0: Oh yeah, I mean it's you know it's it's the size that it's supposed to be, and in in the reality that's created, it's not it's not like it's somehow tricked. Sometimes they would do a CGI Stargate in in the far background or in other areas, uh, you know, where it didn't make sense to bring in the the ones that they had built. They had working ones that were able to do all of the shifts and the changes, especially the one that was in the SGC, that one was a fully working replica. The ones that we used out on certain locations, not all of them were working replicas. They had I think one maybe that also would be able to spin around and unlock and lock uh, chevrons most of the time they were more non-working replicas and they would do some kind of CGI for them or whatever the case may be, but they still had to bring these things out and build them and put the platforms up, you know, the ramps and all of that stuff. And obviously depending on what kind of planet we were on, what does that look like? Sometimes it's stone, yeah. sometimes metal, sometimes it's just right poking up out of the ground or whatever. So, uh, uh, but the, the, the size and scope of the show was extraordinary it just made it very believable especially everything inside of the sgc the hallways in particular were just really really well done walking around that set to me it was an absolute blast i had such a great time every day
1: it's very cuz it's very military isn't it it's a very military style it's all very Certainly. very sort of it's what you would imagine if you uh, if you were serving i mean if you were serving in the military and it's what you would expect yes to.
0: and also sci-fi very sci-fi-ish as yeah. well you know even even above and beyond what might even be expected to see at the real cheyenne mountain you know what, what what did the exact what was the exact way that everything looked how did it operate how did it function what level of technology is it really at versus what level of technology was it at in stargate
1: yeah
0: so that I don't know I've never been to the real Cheyenne Mountain I am not expecting to be invited anytime <laughs> soon I would go if I if I had the opportunity it would be incredible to see the inside I know some of the other cast has been able to go there in the past but I don't know what to, what, what the reality is on the ground there
1: That's mad so so when you go up the ramp then to the stargate and you walk through it as such, is there like a mattress for you to fall on or is there another ramp behind that you walk down or how does it work?
0: There, if you're, if you're having to dive through the Stargate, of course, there's going to be some, some mattress, not mattresses, but these stunt pads that they have, uh, that you land on safely. Most of them will just have a continuation of the platform that, that, uh, that you just walk through once you have the green screen back there. When you cross the threshold of the Stargate, you disappear essentially right away. Yeah. So you're not, you're, you know, it's, unless you are doing some type of stunt work going in or out, then it's just a simple walk through. There, There's not too much excitement involved.
1: <laughs> unfortunately, something...
0: unfortunately.
1: I mean, there might be something at the back where you kind of walk in and drop down and kind of walk <laughs> off it. But... Hi-ho. It depends. Yeah. It all
0: depends. It all depends on what planet you're on and what's yeah, going yeah. on, in, you know, uh, in the background there. What 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 it needs to look like when the green screen is not active. Uh, so that's that that that's a factor as well. Because normally they'll build both sides of the Stargate so that you can, uh, uh, when you're shooting it without the without the Stargate being active, you can see what's happening just on the other side of that. So that's you know.
1: It's, okay fair enough that's good so what um what what locations did you get to go to how far did you sort of travel from from studio to go to locations and stuff did you go anywhere fancy anywhere nice there was i mean it, it it depended it was
0: all it was all based on what what planet we were supposed to be on there was um i don't think any of the locations were further than a 45 minute maybe an hour drive from where the studio was located or where any individual lived, depending on where you lived, of yeah. course the uh, the location that was used for all the desert planets was um i it was I guess it was a dredging, not pit, but where they would dredge the the the, the rivers out and areas around uh, for for shipping lanes and stuff. so when they were dredging all that, they would take all this sand and then dump it in this in this big huge lot, you know. so there's this giant lot of just river sand and beach sand and whatever and 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 how you angled your camera you can make it look like those sand dunes went on forever and ever uh but it actually wasn't that large of a space it was probably around about the size of a football field or so around 100 yards by about 50 yards or so but again depending on how you're shooting it you can make it look uh, like it just goes on forever
1: nice see I mean, that's a testament to camera work, then, isn't it? And and how they how they produce it to make it look as if it goes on forever. If it's just a dredging, <laughs> I mean. Yes,
0: absolutely.
1: That's that's crazy. So, so, you mentioned you mentioned football. Are you a big football fan?
0: No, <laughs> no, I never was. Uh, I I mean, I was when I was a little kid, but I, but I, I kind of grew. I got too busy when when I, uh, as an actor at a young age to really follow much sports in general. And it just was something that I just never really picked up on too heavily in later life uh so i don't i don't really i don't really go out of my way to watch games if I end up sitting in front of one I'll watch it and enjoy it yeah. but it's not my it's not really my bag
1: No. see i see for me I'm actually a huge Seattle Seahawks fan, which is really bizarre for for someone from the u k to be an n f l fan but no I it's
0: because you have it's because they have similar weather as London
1: in <laughs> this seattle is this is very true. Yeah, it's, it's a terrible <laughs> weather there. It's like it is here in England. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, I, I've got to ask about your nickname, which is obviously where Corin comes from. Your your nickname. How did you get your well, nickname? You mean Corin? Yeah, or, or cor- Corky? Is it Corky? Corky's Corky is your nickname. Isn't Corky
0: it? was my nickname that I got from my grandmother. It's a it's kind of a a a, a country ass slang term for a quirky kid. You know, he's a quirky kid. Uh, so quirky, quirky, the word quirky and the word quirky are interchangeable. Yeah. So I ended up getting that just as a nickname. My name, Corin, really was the name that my mother wanted to name me when I was first born, as it were. Uh, I got my family name on my father's side, but when I started acting, they just felt like the name Joseph wasn't, uh, you know, too original. It didn't really have a, it didn't really stand out as much, kind of a common name. And my agents really thought that uh, some other name might might be more beneficial. Uh, I really didn't give a crap. I was like 11, 12 years old. I just wanted to act. I'm like, you know, call me whatever. Now, that you know, I was using Corky for a while uh, along with Corin, which I quickly dropped by the age of 15. I was well over being called Corky by then, I can <laughs> assure you. Uh, but Corin is a, is a lovely name. I, I, have embraced it. And it's, uh, it's certainly, uh, a fitting name, especially cause it's, uh, a name that my mother wanted to call me. And I yeah. do, I still have a, I still have old friends that I grew up with, uh, that call me Joseph as well. So it just depends on who I'm hanging out with yeah. and how far we go back, uh, that, that I get called certain, um, certain names and some of them might not be nice names. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Fair enough. So how so you said you started started acting at sort of 12, 12, fifteen years old. What,
0: what eleven years old? old I started acting twelve, I started acting professionally.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: at eleven years old I'd done some student films and, and nothing nothing too exciting. By the age of twelve I started doing sag jobs and got the movie Tucker. When I was twelve years old, uh, Francis Ford Coppola's movie playing Jeff Bridges' yeah. son, uh, that that really set set me up a bit to be able to go and audition for much larger roles, yeah. which um, which just continued after that.
1: So, what's your what's the favorite role that you've done so far? Would you say have you well got a favorite? Or have you got one that you you sort of enjoyed the most?
0: I certainly loved playing the role of Harold Lauder in The Stand because it was the first time I was. I was afforded the chance or opportunity to play a very strange quirky uh character that was I would say not similar at all to my real self most okay. of the time the, most of the characters I was playing were were certainly more similar to me in some ways uh but and also it was a, it was an opportunity to play the first kind of bad guy role even though i don't really consider sorry for hitting the mic i don't really consider uh harold louder as a bad guy like most people do i yeah as a, as a confused and manipulated fellow yeah. but uh that that was a role that i really really had a great time working on plus stephen king was on set all the time mick garris the director was fantastic what a crew what a cast you know get out of town on that it was uh, it was it was out of control I mean, great great time just,
1: uh, being around stephen king That must have been phenomenal because the guy's a, a genius
0: yeah he's a, he's iconographic and uh, certainly uh, even in, obviously in the film world now as well as being a novelist but yeah. uh i before any of his books were ever even made into a film he, um, he was already well received so working with him certainly was an incredible time and and he's 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 actually a a very approachable fellow a bit bit odd like one would expect but very approachable and uh, i would say you know genuine very genuine fellow uh i i enjoyed working with alongside of him a lot we got to do some actual scene work together which was a lot of fun Mick garris the director too what he was just i mean made it so easy made it so easy was great working with actors was really easy on the suggestions and how he and how he could you know come in and whisper a couple of ideas in your ear without anybody else hearing it and then be able to go and and, and re redo a scene with a, a different performance that would then get a different reaction out of the yeah. other actors but without them knowing you were going to do it you know. So that that I felt was uh, was a lot of fun. It made being on set a very kind of new experience every single time. Even though we were well rehearsed, it still gave it a really fresh kind of um, of a feeling because of that.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. That's unreal. you 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 did a little bit of work on on a web series called Noob, didn't you? You were in uh, yeah yeah the
0: French web series. Yeah. It's a, com- a comedy a, a comedy series about uh, avatars people's yeah. avatars inside of a, a gaming world and a uh, great time I uh, myself uh, also I'm going from the Parker Lewis days uh, myself and and Abraham Ben Ruby who played Kubiak on Parker Lewis we did we did a great uh, episode together and I I, I just had I it's, there's some funny stuff I I I I personally had an incredible time working with the noob team uh, such a great group of folks. I had, uh, well, I had been over there because uh, Parker Lewis is is quite successful over in France uh, yeah. and and other parts of of Europe as well. And was at a convention in some small town way up in way up. I, I can't remember which border we were near, but we were. Uh, I think we were in the northeast somewhere. I've been all over France. I can't remember all the places I've been anymore. But I uh, um, ended up meeting up with with some of the cast and the crew there. And having a chat in the green room and everything, and, and had some dinners and uh, and 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 watched the show, and I was like, wow, this is actually a really a really great, well thought out, well put together web series, because I know how difficult it is when you're when you're trying to shoot something on a shoestring and a ham sandwich. Yep. You know, for your budget, it, it, it's it's tough to make it look as quality as theirs look, but their locations, their wardrobe, uh the the idea for the storyline, everything was was so fitting. I I I actually had mentioned uh I think probably to them, I saw you know, that this is something I I would certainly do. They just happened to take me up on it. <laughs> so we made you know, we made some arrangements when I'd go over there and do other conventions to be able to get together and shoot, uh shoot whatever we could shoot. And um, I, I'm I'm very proud of the work that that uh, that we did on that.
1: I love it. I think it's great. I'm I, I mean I, I I talk to Joanna Fournier quite often. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: She's the one who first showed me the showed me the episodes. Uh, Joanna's great. Uh, yeah. her, her you know her brother runs runs kind of the whole show. He's kind yeah. of the king noob over there. Uh, and uh, yeah, she's she's the one who first introduced me to it. And and I you know I was like, yeah, this is this is cool stuff. This is really good.
1: It is really good, though. It's it's so it's so refreshing to see something like that as a web series, as such. Because, like you say, they do they have a tutoring and a budget and a ham sandwich, and that's about it.
0: <laughs> but yeah, and you're lucky if you have the ham sandwich. <laughs> well,
1: <this is laughs> it, yeah. yeah, it's it it is so it's so clever how they they make it work. And when you compare that to sort of big budget TV shows like Stargate or or whatever, it kind of shows you that as long as you've got the imagination and the passion to do it, you'll find a way of doing it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And obviously, you know, Parker Lewis, like you say, it is big over here in Europe as well. And it ran, what was it, like five years?
0: Well, we only did three seasons, uh, 78 episodes in three seasons. But uh, uh, they they just ran it back. I mean, they just kept running it. It, it, yeah. it, it went off the air in the U.S. in the mid-90s. It was never seen again. Uh, in the U S until recent times, I think it's on crackle or Hulu or something like that. Now I can't remember which one, but, uh, but that was, uh, you know, that, that, that was just crazy because I, I wasn't really aware of it until I started doing some of the convention work. Yeah. And that's when I you know, because of Stargate, not because of Parker Lewis. And that's, that's when I suddenly realized, wow, there's, there's a whole, there's several generations of yeah. people who grew up watching Parker Lewis over in Europe Whereas there's barely half a generation that grew up watching it in the U.S., so uh, it it was uh, a great uh, honor, actually, because I I think that that our show has been so overlooked in the grand scheme of things uh, that uh, it's nice to it's nice that the show is appreciated over there.
1: Yeah, no, it is. You know, I mean, I was when it came out in you know in the '90s, I was ten sort of 10, 10 to 15 when it's played over here in the right. UK. I think it's actually, you can still watch it over here in the UK as well on some of the, some of the TV channels we've got over here on like cable. You can watch it over here.
0: Well, I get the like i get like the 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 minuscule residuals from from overseas uh um when when it runs overseas it'll be like it'll it'll be like a hundred and something times that the episodes have run and I'll give it like a dollar twenty five <laughs> like, well some hopefully someone's making money off of it over there because it sure as hell
1: ain't me no exactly it, well i mean do you do you find you get that the residual stuff is is quite consistent or is it i mean I imagine you must get more for Stargate because
0: that seems to be on. I, no, I was in, I was under a Canadian contract uh, with oh. Stargate, which is just, it's, it's really violent against residuals. <laughs> so uh, I actually, I, I've done so much better in terms of the, uh, the one thing that Stargate did give me was the vehicle to do a lot of the convention work and all of that. Yeah. Uh, so with, with, with respect to a return on investment, uh, being able to to travel the world and do these conventions and meet meet all kinds of uh, of people who are are supporters of the show yeah. and uh, and see all kinds of, of of incredible locations that certainly has has uh, taken the dent out of the idea of of the the, the really poor poorly negotiated <laughs> residual deal <laughs>
1: <Fair enough. laughs> and how do you find doing doing conventions because obviously you know we're never going to see conventions as they were for a long long time how did you feel well i'm i'm
0: gambling that we will i'm going to gamble that we will i don't i don't think it's going to be i'm i'm hoping that it won't be you know let's let's put it that way i think that uh, i think we may be able to be back up in action or or you know by uh, early mid next year on many of the conventions uh um as more and more science comes out I mean, you know we won't get into that whole subject but i think progress it, it's seeming it's seeming like they're they're figuring this whole thing out it just you know, there's just two sides to every coin unfortunately in this situation yeah. but yeah. Uh, but that said i i'm 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 well convinced that uh, that things will you know we'll we'll smooth out at some point here and uh and we'll be able to start getting back into that i mean it's it, it was devastating on so many people uh business-wise this past year has been devastating yeah. on me and devastating on lots of the the convention um uh promoters over in the in in, in Europe and even in the UK that i know personally uh, and the agents over there that they, 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 they bring over the talent and all of that and the vendors and the comic book artists who are making some extra coin on the side, doing their thing there. I mean, it has been just absolutely devastating and that's just for that industry. Yeah. So all of the other industries that is, that, that it's affected uh, you know, the service industry has just been absolutely hit like a ton of bricks uh, from the whole thing. uh. But you know, down here in 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 Mississippi where I am, it's a uh, it, it's it's a pretty relaxed vibe down here. So it gives it it kind of sometimes you forget that it's going on. Yeah, in, in, until you walk into in, into a place where. They're like, hey, get out of here without a mask. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're not expecting you to walk around on the streets with one all the time. And there's there's a lot of outdoor stuff that goes on here. You know, most of the restaurants, because of the weather and everything, are, 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 are really outdoor restaurants anyway. So it's a big patio, you know, outdoor cafe kind of vibe down here as it is, um, which, is, you know, which has been great. It's been really, really nice. Uh, nice change of pace.
1: Good, good um your ring that you've got I keep seeing is that a freemasons ring oh it is yes <laughs> that's a, a love that's lovely that is that's really nice
0: yeah that, yeah it's a nice one it's got a nice patina to it it's uh um, I actually got uh, got this particular one. It's not my lodge ring, but uh, I got this one at at uh, Renaissance Fair I went to with my son recently. The Texas Renaissance Fair is amazing, by the way. It's actually worth traveling from another country to go to this Renaissance Fair. They do it up so huge, uh, and it's in an area called Magnolia. Uh, I believe I believe it's Magnolia, um, Texas but it's a really great area and a fantastic renaissance fair they have there and there was a there was a jeweler there that had you know just a wide selection of uh, of uh of masonic rings which is which are very hard to come by to be quite honest unless you order them online um but so i, I it was nice to be able to, to 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 pick something up
1: nice nice and um i when i went to to cambridge comic con with gavin last year um he had uh, had the rotten tail stuff there that you did, and the, and all like, the bits of you made up as uh, as Peter as Peter Cotton. Which is how was that makeup for that? Because that looked like a scary amount of stuff going it on there. Was,
0: it was roughly about an hour and forty-five minutes to get to get the full costume on. That means hands, the feet, the chest. But the, the obviously the facial part of it was the most difficult side yeah. of 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 it of it all. And then to get it off was roughly about an hour-ish, maybe a little bit more. So, uh, overall, it wasn't as bad as I've heard some of the stories uh, from, from some folks who, who've done, you know, full-body prosthetics of this, that, and they're in there for three and a half hours or something every day and another two and a half hours to get it off. Or I mean, it can be, you know, it can be grueling. I, so, uh, I didn't mind it too bad. We we just had such a fun time on that project. Uh, doing a horror comedy was was it was a great. Uh, the the uh, distribution company they for whatever reason they didn't market it as a comedy. They tried to market it as a real horror sound, film. So, it's, it's, so well, it's, it's, people watched it, and were like, what the heck am I watching? Like uh, I thought I was supposed to be watching something scary, and it's like. You know it was supposed to be it's because it comes out of the graphic novel world the 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 rotten tail comic book that was uh, the the graphic novel that was produced by source point press, which people can still get uh the if you read the graphic novel i mean it's just outrageous it's completely yes. outrageous there's no way you were going to make this thing into a drama much you know much less get too scary with it and we had a very limiting budget i mean what and also we had a flood that came through and washed our sets away at one point which was really tragic uh because you know we, we couldn't get that money back we they had to try and rebuild these sets with whatever was left over and there wasn't much left over it was it was it was rough uh but we did what we could with what we had to do it with and the it's just a fun it's a fun horror comedy i i'm hoping that it will go down kind of in the uh uh in the cult classic kind of film genre you know i yeah. think it, i think it serves as uh, as a cult classic, myself personally, but I could be wrong.
1: I've Don't got know. So I've, I, I got a copy from Gavin from his his because um, he he had copies of his Mister Bob, yeah. that was in collectible place. So I've got a copy from there. Um, yeah, it's definitely definitely more comedy than horror. Absolutely, it, it edges more more comedy than horror. But yeah, I it could totally go down the cult classic totally because it's just one of those films that you have to watch. Just well, fingers crossed you have to watch it.
0: Yeah, fingers crossed it'll get there.
1: (laughs) It it, it is a great film. It is a great film, Um, and hopefully, you know, it will get marketed as it should do. But and you know, I know that I know that I know that it will do. It will do well. It will do well. I just can't believe it was like all that stuff you've got on your face in the posters. I was like, oh my god, that's like insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Insane. the double was the voice
0: change you know bringing, bringing, making making the voice so so different than my own that was it, it was wasn't uh, easy was it that easy.
1: you or did you have something no that like was that. all me of
0: course no it was it was all me we did, there was no flanging or any kind of post production on the on the voice to make it sound different it was it was all me Nice. But, uh, did, yeah, did it, it awesome.
1: hurt did it hurt the throat doing it or it did a little bit
0: after a while i have to say
1: <laughs> at least you didn't have to do anything like that in in many other roles
0: to be fair yeah, that's true.
1: So, awesome, Corin. Thank you so much for your time, dude. Uh, you really bet, my brother. Day, man. I absolutely. And when great we great get it. when we get
0: further along, when we get further along with uh with Blackwater Blues, uh, you know, when we get the uh, the pilot shot, all that stuff, uh, we'll have to do a revisit. I can probably drag Jason London London into it. We can do a little uh a uh, two for one deal.
1: That would be um,
0: amazing. Yeah, so you know we'll be set to go into production on that again mid November. And should have a finished product by late January, early February to shop. And my my plan is, is to be back up into production with the rest of the season, no later than 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 March or April, preferably. Like late March, mid to late March to April would be the ideal uh, ideal scene for, for getting back into production for the, uh, the rest of the episode.
1: If you want to send it over to me to have a watch, you know, I'll happily sit and watch it. I'll sit and watch right it. On, brother. That's fine. Love you can, it. You can email that to me. I'll happily sit and watch it. I don't mind. Thanks, I man. Love I love that, that sort too. of stuff. So that would be totally up my street. You know, no Sweet. pressure or anything. You know. Yeah, yeah,
0: of course.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Goran. My pleasure, it's been brother. Absolute pleasure. Absolutely. Yeah, you, pleasure, dude. you bet, dude. Bet. And here, wait. Let me
0: let me introduce you to one last person here, real quick.
1: Who is that? Good. What are you doing there? Oh, buddy Rich, buddy Rich wants to play with the ball. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. How old?
0: Ah, dude, he's probably only a year and a quarter.
1: Oh man,
0: he's a rascal. Great ball, (laughs) though.
1: Oh, that's amazing. All right, my man. Great chatting with you.
0: We'll catch up for sure.
1: Absolutely, man. Take care, buddy.
0: You too. Take care.
1: Take care, buddy. Bye.